That's what you're actually seeing when you're looking at these real estate prices going up. What you're really looking at is the value of your cash going down. Recently had the opportunity to sit down and interview world-renowned economist and best-selling author Peter Schiff. And during that interview, I specifically asked him what his take was on real estate. Is it a good opportunity? Should you be investing in real estate and the future of the housing market? And he gave his opinion. Wait till you hear this coming up. This video is brought to you by the 100% Funding System, a program where Jerry Norton funds 100% of your deals with his money. To learn more, go to usejerryscash.com. Well, here's what I wanted to ask you, Peter, on, on this topic, on this video, and you touched on it on our first video. If you guys missed the first video, make sure to check that out. But in the, in the real estate industry, which I focus quite a bit in, I'm now looking at, okay, so... I'm selling stuff for record high, my deals. I'm, I got this cash. I'm flipping, making cash. Should I be taking advantage of this low interest right now that's still 3% you know, interest? Should I be taking advantage of debt, buying as much, maybe not just real estate, anything, to, to lock in on these fixed rate, low interest rates, knowing, because, knowing that inflation is going to drive everything up? Is that a, start, a smart strategy to buy well, with debt right now. Well, number one, I mean, obviously, you know, the Fed could surprise me and actually try to save the dollar and, and, and put an end to inflation. And if you're over leveraged, you're going to get wiped out. So you have to realize that, you know, there's a that lot may of not risk work. in the yeah. strategy. Yeah. But I think an important thing is to, if you take on the leverage, to have the income to service it. So to go and borrow to buy like, you know, land or non-income producing property. But if you get a property that you can rent and you have a big cushion between the rental income and the debt service. A low interest, right? yeah. And you have that debt service locked in. So it's not an adjustable rate mm-hmm. loan where yep. all of a sudden it might double. There, you, there it's a much uh, safer gamble to make. Because even if rates go up, A, you know, you've got your rate locked in. And even if real estate prices go down, well, you've got rental income that's going to cover that debt service. Now, you have to be careful because you could lose your tenant. So just because you've got a place rented out doesn't mean that you're going to... Cash flow positive, yeah. Right. And well, the tenant may stop paying. Maybe he loses his job. Or maybe the government just says, oh, another moratorium. You, You don't have to pay your rent. You can't evict. So you got to look at where you're a landlord and take a look at what the landlord-tenant laws are like. And you may get stuck in a situation where you can't get rid of your tenant and he's not paying you any rent, so you can't rent it out to somebody else, yet you still have to make your, your, your debt service. Payments. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as I said in the, in the other interview, I mean, the way people will ultimately make money, I think, off of residential real estate is as a debtor, not as a landowner, but as a debtor. But I think like the commercial real estate, I would be very, very nervous about that. Um, you know, a lot of these malls, strip centers, you know, Americans are basically done shopping. I mean, that's going to be when the dollar crashes. Physically shopping. Yeah. When the dollar crashes and all these foreign goods are no longer available, that's it for shopping. I mean, because you go, you know, you go to a store and you look at the goods that are on the shelves. You know, it's, it would be like a scavenger hunt to try to find something made in America. Yeah. So you take all those foreign products 
out of the off stores, the shelf. there's nothing left to buy. Now, there'll be some foreign products there, but at double, triple, quadruple the price. So Americans, you know, won't be able to buy them. And, and so I think a lot of this uh, commercial real estate is just going to get killed, you know, uh, and also a lot of office space, too. Not only are people working from home, but when you have to transition from a service economy to a f- production economy, you don't need as much office space. You need factories. You need, you know, warehouses. You need stuff that, you know, so this, this real estate doesn't qualify. So there's going to be a big uh, collapse in, in, um, in, in commercial real estate. Which you're, see- you're seeing already. You're seeing a lot of vacancy. You're seeing a lot of empty strip yeah. plazas. Yeah, you're because already seeing people are gonna people are going to need homes. They may not need an office, but they're go- and they may not go shopping, but they got to live somewhere. You know, so there'll be demand for residential real estate. And obviously, you know, certain areas of the country will be in, in, in better demand uh, than other areas. I think people will like having, you know, places where you have a yard, especially if you, you have, can have a vegetable garden and some fruit trees, because all that stuff is going to be really expensive. So maybe growing your own food uh, for a lot of people, if you have a well or you have some way to be more self-sufficient, uh, because everything that you buy is going to cost a lot of money. So a lot of people are going to look, well, maybe I can produce it myself. Uh, now, you know, you, some land that would do really well would be like farmland. You could buy yourself a farm, right? Productive land like that where you can grow corn or soybeans or wheat or, you know, yeah. I mean, you'll make a lot of money as a farmer because all that stuff's going to get really, really expensive. Uh, you know, so land will be valuable for the resources. You know, if you've got mineral rights, if you've got oil and gas or something in your property, that, you know, that can give it a lot of value. But just, just having a, you know, a shopping, you know, a strip mall on a, on a piece of property, you know, it's not going to, that's, that's not going to, you know, be a good investment. Yeah. And it's interesting you say that I've got a, a handful of residential properties that I, that I financed at 2.8% interest rate on a 20 year, non-owner occupant, 20 year. So 20% down 2.8 locked in on a 20 year. And I feel really good about that debt because I've got my cash flow from what those properties rent for, you know, $1,400 a month or whatever. This is Metro Detroit. And, you know, with a really low PITI locked in long term. And in my mind, I, I think, well, OK, so what is rent going to go up, continue to go up with inflation? Probably. But then I'm locked in on the debt. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that- I mean, but again, you got to look at, you know, where the properties are, or who your potential tenants are. But I think, look, as, as, as building homes gets more and more expensive. OK, so the supply is not going to be there. So we've just got what exists. But the way the potential tenants, the, the way the demand can, can fall is, again, people double up. Families, people take roommates or families live together. And so now there's not as much demand because people are, are, are taking less space. But you will be able to raise rents. I mean, rents are going to go up as long as you don't have you know, rent control or some type of laws that would limit that. Um, but uh, but also I would want to have tenants that have to pay their their own electricity, their own garbage, their own water. I wouldn't want to be on the hook for any of these costs because they're all going to go up. So I would want to have a lease where, hey, it's not all inclusive. Like I'm covering all you cover this, you cover that. I mean, there's going to be some building costs or other things that you as a landlord are going to need to deal with. Right. Which is going to be like the, the repairs. That's going to kill a lot of landlords. You have a property and something goes wrong. 
and now the tenant expects you to fix it. Yeah, and the yeah, plumber and you got to fix wants, it as a landlord. And the plumber wants two hundred dollars instead of fifty dollars or whatever. Or to, more, or, or or again, or you know, you have a something a, something big goes wrong where you need yeah, you need expensive uh, stuff, and you know, and you know, so that those are going to be some of the problems that are going to hit landlords and of course homeowners too. I mean, people are going to go out, oh, I borrowed all this money, I just barely can afford this mortgage, but I got into this house, and then something goes wrong, and now there's a big cost, you know. And that they don't, where are they going to get the money? The house isn't the only thing going up. I mean, you know, you want, you want to buy nails to build, the, the price of the nails are going up. I mean, it's, it's all the, all the components are getting more expensive. So the house is simply the, the finished product. My house I bought right over here in Palmas del Mar here in Puerto Rico. So I contract, we have a closing coming up, you know, 30 days later, whatever. And the agent, I bought it off market. The agent comes to me and says, Hey, Jerry, uh, it's been a week or so. I've got a client that will pay you 250000 more for your house. Do you want to just flip it? And I said, where, where would I go? I'll, whatever that 250 is, now I'm paying 250 more for a like similar house. I'm not, there's no gain doing yeah, it. And then, it's not just your house that's going up. It's everybody's. Look, right. I, look, a friend of mine here, he actually sold his place. He sold his house for $8 million dollars. And then the, the lady decided that she didn't want to buy it because her partner didn't like Puerto Rico. They wanted to leave. Yeah. So she actually lost like the $500,000 deposit she put down. She walked away from it. The guy sold the same house three weeks later for two and a half million dollars more. Three weeks later. Yeah. But meanwhile, you know, the, there's such a lack of understanding about what's going on. The government's going to look at all this and, you know, oh, we need bigger government. We need more programs. There are no government programs that are going to work. It's the government programs that screwed up the economy in the first place. You know, we have to start dismantling government and we have to go back to a free market. Unfortunately, free market capitalism has never been less popular in America than it is right now. I mean, it's got a terrible reputation. It's probably going to get even worse, which is why I think real estate in real terms goes down because real estate is really a function of the wealth of the people that could potentially rent it or, or buy it. And if you've got a bunch of poor people, unemployed poor people around you, they can't exactly pay good rent. You know, I think the real estate in the U.S. that will retain its real value the most will be real estate that's appealing to foreigners. So beachfront property in Hawaii, you know, uh, stuff that foreigners, but even a lake in, in the Midwest. I mean, is, you know, does somebody you know, really want to go there? I don't know. But there will be places in Miami you know, that wealthy people, Latin people from Latin America, oh, I can go buy a condo on the beach in Miami. Yeah, I want to do that, right? So those properties will, will hold up better because you have that international demand. But if your demand is strictly coming from Americans and they're all broke, you know, how, what can the home sell for? So Peter, thank you so much for sharing all of your ideas and your wisdom. And guys, I'm going to put some links in the description below. It's going to be to, to Peter's podcast, his YouTube channel. Uh, we'll put your website in there as well, Peter. Peter does some asset management. He can help you if you're looking at taking your dollars and investing those in better places. So Peter, we'll put some of those links where they can kind of check out some of your foreign investments you do and, and how you help people actually protect their investment, right? And create wealth in a way that's going to be long, long-term sustaining. So we'll put some of those links Great. below and you guys can, uh, can check Peter out. So again, Peter, thank you for your time inviting us into your home and being able to share these ideas. 
Thanks a lot. And guys, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the channel and we'll see you on the next video.